All right, guys, welcome to episode four of the Lift Fitness Podcast. This is going to be uh, a Christmas episode because Christmas, this, this is going on on Monday, so Christmas is Wednesday. So we want to get a little one out. This is not going to be a long one, uh, but hopefully it's going to give you some value that you can use over Christmas because Christmas is a really big part of why people struggle, you know, because they kind of, they come to Christmas, uh, they let things go a little bit, and then they're full of regret come January. So we're just going to give you some things that you can work on, common issues and solutions. So have a listen, see if anything resonates with you, and then, as always, your feedback is much appreciated. So today is actually the Friday before Christmas, so it's Black Eye Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually our works due today, so the gym people are coming out, we're going out, we're going out for a couple of drinks. Uh, yeah, so commonly known, especially up in the Northeast, as Black Eye Friday. Friday that you go out and get black eyes because everybody's been out <laughs> all day. Absolutely smashed. Everybody's absolutely smashed. Um, they forget where they're at, they forget who they are, and they end up having fights and giving people black eyes. Everyone walks around thinking they're MMA fighters and that. Exactly. Of course, I've never had a black eye because don't do stuff like that. Aaron, have you? No, nah, black, black eye Friday. No. Have you even had a fight? <laughs> Uh, so basically, this is the Friday before Christmas. This is where everybody starts literally just switching off. Again, using Black Eye Friday as an example, people just switch off. Once they finish work, the clock off, they've switched off for the, for the Christmas period. And this is one of the biggest issues. People lose the values. So switching off, everything they've been working hard for the whole year, they just forget. The routine, the structure, the health... Everything just goes down the pan because it's Christmas. They get brought up and the, they get caught in the festivities. Um, and then, you know, they end up kind of regretting everything they've done over Christmas. They end up quite depressed. Uh, and then come January, they're just really kind of sick of their lives, wish they hadn't done it. And it's it can be a really tough time. I mean, I think suicide is sort of, it's at its highest in the two in the middle and the last week of January, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, don't quote us on that exact date, but I'm thinking the two weeks is two weeks in January where actually that, suicides. It's around that time when I was looking. Yeah, and it's it's you know it it is very common because it's because of how people feel. So hopefully this this podcast might just give you a few things that you can work on. So what do you do around about the Christmas time, Aaron? Um, so I don't really have much of a structure just because with working in sort of a pub over Christmas is when. Our, like when it's sort of busiest really so like say next week instead of like switching off for Christmas like absolutely devouring loads of pigs and blankets as much as, me, as much as I want to do oh, that pigs and blankets are the best oh unreal beautiful best things ever made um, but so I can't really switch off as such so I'm at work but that means I sort of switch off from everything else that I've got going on throughout the year so I find myself during Christmas well last Christmas as much as I sort of wanted to sort of get up and continue my habit of getting getting up, reading and sort of stuff and just sort of learn about different stuff. Last year when I was working, I just couldn't do that. So when I was working, I was coming in, going straight to bed, waking up, going the next day. And just because work wasn't really, you weren't used to hard work, Aaron? Yeah, probably. But I wasn't used to this wipe, many hours in the out. I wasn't used to this many, because I think around this time was the moment that I sort of started getting up early and coming here for work experience. It's like I'd, before I even 
started work experience here, I'd never seen two five o'clocks in a day. And now I'm sort of, I, I see at least two of them each week. <laughs> so, uh, at least two each week. I mean, like, two each day. I, I, I mean, one day per, per week is when I sort of get up five o'clock. So at least one day a week you're up at five o'clock? Yeah, at least one day. But then the rest, probably about six, seven, anywhere up to nine. So, but, um, yeah, so I don't really, so, although I sort of don't switch off in terms of work, I very much switch off in sort of aspects of what I like to do. So like I like to just sit and sit and read about certain things and um just learn about different stuff really in the, any form of that. So like YouTube videos I sort of sit and arguably I sit and watch too many of them about different random like random subjects. Um Well yeah. I th- I think this is one of the things that when people when when they get to sort of holidays and the Christmas time they switch off. And this is the thing, they completely switch off. And we were just talking about this before. Um, you know, I don't think you should, you should have some downtime from work. You should definitely have some downtime from work. But I think the problem is with a lot of, a lot of issues that people have is they actually completely switch off. So things like reading, you know, mm-hmm. doing something that's going to kind of stimulate your brain. Uh, this will maintain a, a good habit. And I think these are the things what people lose when they get to Christmas is habits and structure. And to me, and this is what works for me, is it's it's maintaining some form of keeping your values and maintaining structure, maintaining routine. I'm not saying you should still be getting up at five o'clock in the morning. You know, you know, you probably want to have a lie in and ca- maybe ca- not catch up on your sleep, but just have things that you don't necessarily do when you're at work. Sort of a day of rest, in a way. Yeah, have more chill out time, and but don't use your chill out time as a sitting watching, you know. I don't know. Sit and watch eight, eight seasons of Family Guy on repeat for all yeah, day. Yeah, if you're sitting there and watching eight, eight, eight uh, episodes, eight seasons of Family Guy, and you're sitting eating Doritos and you know drinking lots of wine and stuff like that, then you, yeah, you're going to get the January, you're going to feel like crap. But if you if you if you got up at a certain time, if you, even if you say, well, okay, every day I'm going to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, mm. every single day I'm going to set my alarm, I'm going to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, still get your sleep, still get your, you know, your seven or eight hours sleep, get up, have a good breakfast, even go for a walk, do these positive things. You know, when it comes to Christmas and holidays, people actually do the opposite, the good things, they do negative things, so they just lie in bed all day, they get lazy, they sit and binge watch TV. Maybe things that they don't do normally. Oh, because it's it's Christmas, as everyone's sort of excuse, well, sort of, not even an excuse, sort of reasoning behind why they do all these stuff. Sort yeah. of like, there was someone who was early in the month December who I overheard when they were buying loads of like um, party food and stuff and I was like oh it's Christmas we'll have it we'll have a like a picky tea tonight and I was just sort of like it's Christmas it's only second of January second of December even well, but that, but that's exactly it the thing is that's what people switch off as soon as kind of as soon as the first Christmas song comes on even before that actually before the first Christmas light goes on everyone's like alright oh, it's Christmas boom everything's gone out the window I know I'm going to stop training I'm going to stop eating good I'm going to stop with all the good habits and it just makes absolutely no sense because then they spend the rest of the time in January, the whole month, trying to kind of pull everything back and it's just too mm-hmm. hard. It's, well, yeah, it is, it's too hard. It's why people are kind of fail because they get to the point where they just give in. You know, and if you don't give in and just keep on working on these things, um, it just helps. You know, positive, positive thoughts, I think is probably the best way to describe it. Once you start ingraining in these lazy habits, and the positive things kind of relieve your life. Yeah. And they're harder to ingrain. The harder to get back. 
you know, they're hard to build up, but they're easy to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, it's it just keeping some form of routine. Um, so things, these, these could be examples. These are examples that I always use, that I use for myself. So I'll still get up at the same time every day. I'm not going to get up at five o'clock. That's definitely not going to be doing that. But I will get up at the same time every day. I'll probably read when I get up. I'll have my normal structure, so I'll still jump and I'll get a cold shower every morning. So I'll still jump and get a cold shower. I'll have my coffee, I'll maybe read. Um, and I'll still train. I'm not going to come in and, and, and pound everything that I do, we pound the weights or anything like that, but I will come and I'll train. I'll just work out. You know, I'll come in and I'll maybe just mince around, do some things that I enjoy, mm. um, just to keep that routine. Um, and that's kind of probably all I'll do, really. Um, I'll still keep myself active. You know, I'll still go out for walks and spend some time with the family, with the kids, and enjoy myself. Yeah. What I won't do is just sit in the house all day and just binge. So you sort of keep that a similar structure but sort of less intense in a way over the Christmas period yeah so whereas like although usually you might get up at like five o'clock or even earlier and stuff but over the Christmas time sort of dial that down a bit sort of wake up a bit later go to sleep a bit earlier and stuff and sort of just have a better time really yeah it's well, exactly that it's it just keeping that structure and that's all it is it does an intensity that was probably a really good word to describe it you know you're dialing down the intensity but still keeping the routine mm. and the structure and that's a that's a massive thing you know, it really is and another thing that I would kind of look at as well and we just done the goals setting goals on the webinar that we done um, the other day through the lift page uh, so everybody was on that would give them tasks to do over the Christmas so that we, they can identify the goals and one of the things I said was between the Christmas and the new there that is a really good time to start looking at your goals and start identifying what you want from the next year. This downtime between the Christmas and the New Year, it's kind of when everybody's in limbo. You know, everybody kind of feel a little bit lost. Um, this is when your motivation, or, you, or not your motivation, this is when kind of you start feeling a little bit down because although there's still a new year, there's, Christmas was being the big event. Yeah. And that's that kind of, it's happened and it's exciting and then you kind of start to come down with a bit of a crash. So it's a good time to start identifying goals in between the Christmas and New Year. I actually identify mine beforehand, but then what I do is between the Christmas and New Year, I get more specific with it. So I write your big goals down beforehand, um, and then I write the little ones down, and I'll maybe even start working on them. I'll mm-hmm. maybe start formulating a plan uh, in between the Christmas and New Year. And then come January, I've got to go, I've got to focus. You know, I don't come to January and think, oh, all right, what am I going to do? I'm going to have a sort of training plan out, what am I going to do with nutrition? Do it all beforehand. You know, get everything sorted so when it comes to January when everyone else is walking around with the head down feeling depressed sort of lost because they don't really and they don't really know what they want to do or even just overexerting themselves to try and catch up for yeah. all the pigs and blankets that they ate over the exactly. Christmas period it's all the drinks they had on New Year's and what happens what, what is the busiest time in the gym January the 1st you know a lot of a lot of gyms here's a little gym gyms own a secret fire a lot of gyms rely on memberships in January. This is actually true. What they do is they um, they oversell. They oversell in the capacity that physically they're allowed. Because they're all fine. Well, come February, half of them are going to be gone. At yeah. least seventy percent of the people who sign up in January won't be there in February. So they just sell a shitload of memberships, cheap memberships, and then the quids in. But that's their business plan, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who does that, of course. Wrong because they do that, but a lot <laughs> of places do do that um, because people are desperate 
and exactly what to do. I need to get fit. I need to do loads of hit training. I need to do loads of running. You know, how many people do you see with a pair of trainers on running outside, freezing freaking cold, never ran in their life, or probably haven't run since last January, pounding the pavements? You know, they're probably two or three stone heavier than they were the year before, yet they've got the trainers on, running up and down on, on concrete. It's, it's madness. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely madness. But it's desperation. It's what people do. They get to January and they're absolutely desperate. Everyone always sort of goes, oh, I'll get, get back into it once I've got New Year's and stuff out of the way. When like, they completely just throw everything that they've sort of done beforehand out the window. Just sort of. Yeah. So why not identify it now when everybody's winding down? If you then say, well, yeah, I'm going to have a nice Christmas, but I'm going to identify exactly what I want for the New Year now. And I'm going to start formulating a plan that puts you miles ahead of everybody else. I would say it puts you miles ahead of ninety-five percent of the population. Hundred mm-hmm. percent does, you know. And then you, you're going to be ready for the new year. You're going to be feeling positive. You're going to be feeling motivated. When everybody else is slowly walking around with their head down, feeling glum, feeling depressed, you know, mourning about the weather because it's really cold, it's really dark, it's wet. I hate my job. I hate my life. You know, you're going to be formulating. You're going to be executing the plan you've just created. And before January and just getting off to 2020 for a good start because say if you get January and February out of the way and you've absolutely smashed them then what's in then there's no real reason why you would want to stop and you'd sort of continue that throughout the year and then when next December comes round again you know that you're you know that sort of compared to last year if you do that same stuff again or even just increase the intensity a little bit of what you want to sort of achieve next the next year and you're going to get off with a flying star again. And that sort of just gets into a sort of habit of doing that would be no. ideal. No, it's exactly that it does. It's, you know, it's, it's just having everything kind of set beforehand. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing is, is regret. That is probably the biggest thing. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'll, I'll probably eat more food over Christmas than I do any other day because it's available, it's there, you will. Um... But I'm not going to regret it. You know, Christmas Day, I'm not going to count my calories. I'm hell going to count my calories. I'm not going to count my calories at all over Christmas. But I'm still going to be mindful. I'm still going to be, you know, I'm not going to sit and drink a full bottle of Jack Daniels and eat a big bag of Doritos. <laughs> as interesting as that sounds, I won't be doing that. Uh, but I'll still be keeping to my principles. And then, but even if I do, even if something does happen and you end up going out and having a night out and you, and you do eat over your calories, that... It's, it's not regretting anything and just saying, yeah, I've done it, I'll move on from it. You know, if you do get through Christmas and you get to January and you haven't sort of done what we've just been talking about, it's not regretting not doing it, it's just trying to move on with it. And so, that is the biggest part of people regret what they've done. Yeah, so sort of in the festive period, like sort of come January, it's more about sort of accepting what sort of happened in them few weeks rather than going, oh, I wish I didn't, like, I wish I didn't eat that many pigs and blankets that time ago and just sort of sort of focusing on that and being like oh look how can I sort of redeem myself I have a sneaky feeling of, you were obsession with pigs and blankets honestly already. I've been think, I haven't had one yet all like all festive time but I've seen that Audi I think I can't remember if it's Audi or little but they do a two metre long one a two metre two metre long and pig and blanket that's immense yeah and ever since I've seen that, I've sort of... And then we serve them at work as well. And as you see them go past, they're just like, oh. So you, can't, you, you haven't eaten one yet? Nah, not yet. I've sort of been holding out and just... I don't know why, I've just sort of... Have you not been tempted just as you're delivering someone's dinner just to 
sneak one off and drop it in your pocket. Tempted as I've seen them and I've just been like, oh, they won't notice that one. They'll hardly even notice. They have no idea how many you get per serve and one won't touch it. But then I was like, nah, I can't. I can't. Are you me, pigs and blankets? I know, um, like, if, if, we, if we go to Claire's mum's for dinner, for, she, she likes to cook. She likes to cook for you know, mm-hmm. the, the 20 million people. Um, so there'll be a lot of food there, but she always does. She does a dinner. She does a dinner. You know, there's everything. There's stuff on. There's pigs and blankets. Yeah. Is all these things. This is just a regular Sunday. But to me, I mean, as, as nice as they are, pigs and blankets, or Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. They should only be allowed to be eaten. I'm not allowed. They should be only released at Christmas time. Like That's my opinion. cream eggs and Easter. Yeah, it's like eating cream eggs at Christmas. It didn't really. It's go not really. It? It's although they're still obviously they're still the same stuff. It doesn't really have the same sort of. I don't know, it just doesn't seem... No, it's, you, you've got to have, well, eggs and Christmas. You know, each, yeah. Yeah. You've got to have your traditions, and you've got to have these things. Actually, there was, there was something on the radio the other day, was about Yorkshire puns. And it was saying... Oh, was, actually, there's was a survey being done. This is nuts. But there's a survey being done. Um, it was in the northeast, and it was asking if Yorkshire puddings should be part of a Christmas dinner or not. What's your opinion before I'd I say yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. What? To me, yes, definitely. To be honest, if I have a Christmas a Sunday dinner, I don't generally have a, a Yorkshire pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, but at Christmas time, I do. I'll maybe have two or three. But actually, the the percentage was there. Seventy five percent of people said that it should be. Twenty five percent of people said it shouldn't be. It should be only Yorkshire puddings. Apparently, only for Sunday dinner, not Christmas dinner. No. Nah. I disagree with those twenty five percent. Yeah, I think I would too. It's like on um, Christmas Day. What I usually do is get a Yorkshire pudding, put um, cranberry sauce in the bottom, mash chicken, and then just eat like sort of eat it all together. So sort of, not all in one, but like sort of cut it up and sort of eat it as a little. I can't, sort of like a pie in a way. Yeah, we eat like like a filled Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, like exactly that. That's, that's exactly what it is. To be fair. I actually used to eat them. I used to buy them frozen. This is when I was really uneducated and I was didn't have much money. I used to buy frozen Yorkshire puddings, and you basically what you got you got your Yorkshire pudding, and then you got like uh, there was meat and there was frozen veg with it, and you basically pile it all together and put it in the oven. Hmm. It's actually quite nice. I don't eat them anymore now, <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean that's kind of Christmas really. Uh, are you going anything? Um, no, not really. Nothing really to add other than just sort of enjoy your Christmas, but don't have to. You don't really have to go all out. You don't have to sort of eat every single thing that you get given to you. Sort of because I imagine that everyone will probably be getting given like bottles of wine and stuff. People will be having sort of Christmas. Well, people probably have had the Christmas parties by now, but sort of where family gets together and stuff. Um, you don't need to drink every single bottle of wine that you get given. You could probably have like. I have a feeling that a lot of people who drink about three bottles of wine in one night, if they just sort of paced themselves and not really sort of like downed it in a way, sort of just took, drank a little bit slower in a way, then they could probably get by on like a bottle and they'd be fine. Like they wouldn't really notice a difference. Yeah, well, this is actually interesting. I was just one of my clients this morning. Uh, we were talking about this. Uh, one of the things that I said... I like Christmas, I like, uh, I like having cheese and crackers and pickled onions. It's just kind of the thing that I like. 
Um, and I said that me and Claire will probably sit down and we'll put the kids to bed on Christmas night. And maybe we can do a Boxing Day night as well. I get cheese out and pickled onions. You know, it's not something I generally have all the time. And what she said, she said the same. And she said what she, she likes a, gla- a glass of red wine um, with it. When she has her cheese and biscuits, she likes a glass of red wine. But she said in the past what she would do is have literally like a goblet of red wine. <laughs> Now, you know, she's, she, I mean, she's been training here now. She's been training with us for 18 months now. Her mindset has completely changed. Now what she's going to do, she's still going to have this, but she's not going to have the goblet of wine. She's just going to have a little glass. So she's already got a glass set out of what she's going to have. And this is the thing. It's not completely saying, oh, well, I'm dieting. I can't do this. I can't do that. She's still going to do it. She's just being mindful and saying, well, I'm not going to drink a whole bottle of wine in one glass. I'm going to have a little bit, a couple of mouthfuls, still have my cheese and still enjoy it. I'm just not going to be a pig. I think that's the biggest part of it. It's, it's, it's not using Christmas as an excuse to switch off and be a complete pig. Yeah, sort of, under, sort of try and understand portion sizes in a way because I have a feeling that sort of, well, a few Christmases ago when we'd sort of stick a movie on the telly and we'd literally just go through like a box of quality streets. I'd just happily sit there and just go through it. Because I'm literally, I've no idea, like, I'm sort of switched off, sort of just eating, just out of, just eating because I can, rather than sort of, if I, sort if I see a box of quality streets now, I'll sort of pick out a few, just pop, pop a few in my hand, sort of close the box, or push it, push it towards me, dad. <laughs> just let your dad get fat. Oh, yeah. That's what I do all the time. But then, um, and I'd sort of just sit there in front of that, and then I've sort of limited the amount that I can sort of mindfully eat that I can sort of mindlessly eat even not mindfully and sort of so if I'm sat in front of the telly I have about five or six sweets I still feel like I still feel as if I've ate some and stuff and I sort of feel satisfied with the amount that I've ate but it's not quite where I eat a full box and I've sort of got a few left so I was like oh I may as well finish them off yeah, that's it. Now, that's probably a good, a good way of putting it. And it's, you know, it's limiting your portion. So, okay, I want some sweets. All right, count some sweets out. How many are you going to have? Are you going to have 5, 10, 15? Maybe you want 20 sweets. I don't know what it is. But once you've got that amount, don't have any more for that. Mm-hmm. You know, savour it. Enjoy what you've got. But don't eat all the sweets. Yeah. Don't drink all the wine. Don't eat all the pigs and blankets. Just enjoy what you have and enjoy your Christmas. You don't need to eat yourself to death to have a good Christmas. I think that's the probably the biggest take-home. You don't need to eat yourself to death. Yeah, but then at the same time, you don't have to sort of worry about everything, every single thing that you're sort of eating and drinking and stuff. Yeah, eat it, enjoy it, move on, and then go to the gym, do things positive, go for a walk, do these positive things along with enjoying yourself at the Christmas time, and, you know, you'll feel so much better. So biggest takeaway, I would say do some positive things. Do some positive things over Christmas. Keep structure, um, your routine, identify some goals, train, be active, and don't be a pig. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's our sort of guide to surviving Christmas in a way. Lift survival guide to Christmas. There you go. All right, cool. So um, we'll leave it there then. We came ahead in nearly two, oh, 23 minutes. It's only supposed to be a five-minute one. I know. We're going to say that before we came into this, bearing in mind, we did say, oh, right, we'll just do a quick little short podcast because in the last one we did sort of say that this would be the last, that would be the last one before Christmas. But then we were sort of like, yeah, we'll, we'll do another short one just sort of talking about Christmas and yeah, stuff. Yeah, tie it all in. Got a little bit excited, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we got a bit carried away. Pigs and blankets was probably the main. That news. was the turning point. That was the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, guys. So thanks for listening in. Um, obviously, we won't. You'll see. You'll hear back from us after Christmas. So have an awesome time. Don't regret anything. Enjoy your Christmas. And we'll catch up with you. Um, just trying to look at when the next episode will be out. So. So we do have a structure, and we have got listings. Um, so the next episode will be the twenty seventh. No, that's that's January. So the next one will be the thirtieth of December. Oh, just before the new year. So me and Aaron will do the, the the podcast again next Friday, and then you'll hear it on the thirty thirtieth, which yeah, will be the 30th. Monday. So enjoy your Christmas, guys, and catch up with you then. All right. See you then.